Hello and welcome back to Unfiltered Sex Talk with Honey. I'm Honey. And we're going to talk. And we're going to talk about your cock. <laughs> That's what we're talking about today, so stay tuned for that. First, I want to remind you, this is an adult-only podcast. If you want to watch me video this podcast, you need to subscribe and um, today's episode is being videotaped. So if you're a subscriber, hi. I don't know why my my cam keeps um, uh, focusing. I apologize for that. But hello. Hi, guys. Uh, also, guys, let me just tell you this. I need a favor from you. If you're listening to this podcast right now on anything other than Spotify, will you please just stop, go to Spotify and listen to it there? That would, that would be of great help to me. I would sincerely appreciate it. Uh, I need you to listen to my podcast on Spotify. All right. I'd appreciate it guys. 65% of you are listening on Apple and then iHeart and Pandora and these other places and that doesn't benefit me I need you to listen on Spotify please I would really appreciate it all right enough of that you want me to talk about your cock <laughs> so so I'm going to so guys today's question was about love is there a difference between loving someone and being in love? Now, I know that seems like a no-brainer, but you would be surprised at how much conversation we can have over this question. But I'm going I'm to keep this really, really simple because that's not actually what I want to talk about today. So really simple. Of course, there's a difference between loving someone and being in love. When you love someone, that could be, and usually is, family, very close friends, people you've known your whole life or for, for a very long time. You love them. You care about them. You have a vested interest in their well-being. When you are in love with somebody, it kicks that love up to another level. So you have all that love feeling. You also have intimacy feelings. You want to have sex with that person. You want to be intimate with that person. The, the, the love that you feel for others, you can be, you could love someone and never even see them again. Like say an ex, um, someone that you had been in love with once. Uh, you fall out of love, but you continue to care for them for the rest of your life on some level. You may not even, even see them again. Family members, you may not see them very often. That doesn't mean you don't love them. You do. You care. When you're in love, it's different. You want to see them all the time. You want to connect to them daily. Uh, usually you want to move into a different place, maybe living together, marriage, it's different. It's an emotional connection. It's a physical connection. And it's also that heart connection and a soul connection. That's it. Now, I've had guys tell me that they don't see any difference. And I find that very sad. It's very sad. 
because there should be a difference. And I, I can only say now there are some people who can't feel that level of intimacy. I understand that. That's not that's not uh, something you'll find very often. But people who say that they've they've not been in love, I think, or excuse me, they don't say that. But they say that they don't see a difference in it. I don't think they were in love. I don't think they were in love. I think that um, I think that uh, they love, just not in love. So yeah. Anyway, then our conversation went into, um, and, and it still does have to do with love and, and being in love. But we started talking about how people will pursue relationships with somebody because they get intimate too soon, right? They get intimate too soon. So this goes back to, um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I probably talked about it. I think I might have talked about it on Friday. But it goes back to something that I talk about often, that, um, you know, I'm a huge advocate for a lot of talk before you ever meet. Yes, before you ever meet. And, and the reason why is because once you have sex, your your thought process towards that person a lot of times becomes biased. You, you're, you're in a fog. You're not clear-headed when it comes to their flaws or their red flags or incompatibilities. So I always say, don't stick your cock in where it doesn't belong. <laughs> just, just, you know, keep your cock to yourself until you've had some decent conversations with the person, right? So the reason I'm talking about this is because I talked about this on camp today. I got the question and I talked to another person about this just in the last two days. I think I have talked about this to four different people in the last three days. So this is an issue. This, um, this, this idea of being able to have sex with somebody before you figure out if you're sexually compatible. People move too fast. You guys, you, you get a, you get a fucking heart on and you think you got to use it. She's there. If you're going to get that cock stuck in her pussy, it's like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'll figure out whether I want to be with her or not later. This might be something. I obviously am attracted to her. Um, you know, guys, haven't you ever felt very attracted to somebody? And it ended up being a one-night stand because after you ha after you came and you started talking to that person and being around that person, you find you're, you're like looking at them thinking, they don't look as good as th I thought they did. I'm not as stimulated by this conversation and by their personality as I thought I was. And so it turns into a one-night stand. You ghost them. You, you, you don't talk to them anymore. That's that. And that's because you don't, you don't, that's because you you led with your cock, right? You got hard and you got horny. And all of a sudden she looked fucking fantastic. And that's why I always advocate for talking before you ever meet. You need to talk before you meet, right? Talk before you... I know it's a strange concept. Um, so many people 
they they talk just enough to get the date. It's like I'm I'm gonna talk just enough to get her to agree to a drink or a dinner. And then hopefully I'm gonna get laid. And maybe this will turn into something. Maybe we'll click in bed. Oh my gosh, guys, that is so wrong. <laughs> that is so wrong. And now I'm not saying that love at first sight can't happen. And I'm not saying there aren't people out there who who get married only weeks after meeting and it, and and 60 years later they're they're still together. Those things do happen. They don't they're not the norm. They do happen. Um I contend that those people got very lucky. Uh they may have ended up to be sexually compatible, usually not. But they have a stick to They're like a little sticky note. They made a commitment and they're going to stick to it no matter what. And that they have in common. And that they do for the rest of their life. And, and then there are some people who actually truly do fall in love that quickly. Stay in love for the rest of their lives. That doesn't happen often. Which is why... I advocate for talking a lot, guys, a lot before you meet. I'll talk to I'll talk to guys who say, "Look, I know what I want, and the one thing I don't want to do is have a a, a endless text uh, marathon with somebody before I even get to meet. I want to know they're real. I want to." I want to meet them face to face. I'm still going to tell you no. 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 You know why? Because you already know you find this person attractive. Aesthetically, you're looking at their picture and you're like, if she looks like that, we have the attraction part down pat. Well, guess what? <laughs> when you get close enough to that person, if you already know you're attractive, attracted to them, if you meet there is a possibility they're going to look like a, a troll. <laughs> uh, they won't look like their, pay, their picture. Okay, that could happen. And you're safe. But there's the house also a possibility they'll look good or even better. And then guess what happens? You're horny. You're, your cock gets hard. Maybe she's horny. And maybe you end up in the sack. And... It could be fucking great. And now you're jaded. Now you're biased. Not jaded, but now you're biased. Now you can't see anymore, clearly. You don't even know if who that person is. I just, I get so tired of hearing the complaints of bad relationships. When I dig and I find out that this is the majority of what you guys do, the majority of you guys meet somebody and say to them, I don't want to endlessly text. Let's meet. Let's have a drink. And then you end up in bed because you clicked sexually, attractive-wise. And for a, for a variety of reasons, which the one that it may not be is sexual compatibility, but for a variety of reasons, attractiveness, horniness, you you have good sex or even mediocre sex but it's been so long that it's good now you're biased 
you end up in a relationship because you're motivated by the sex. You think this means that you're sexually compatible, but it doesn't. And as time goes on, and usually it doesn't take much time, um, but in some cases, hopefully it doesn't take much time. Hopefully you can figure it out. But remember, you've got that fog, that sexual fog. So it may take longer. It could take months. It could even take a few years. Now you're emotionally invested or she's emotionally invested. And it becomes hard to tell that person, I was wrong. You know, the, the fog is lifted. And I can't, I, I really, I, I, I love you as a person. And I think we could be great friends. But but sexually, I just, I'm not interested. I want that person and that person. I want, I'm, I'm thinking there's got to be more. My mind is not here in that respect. Or worse yet, you, you don't even like the person. You don't even want to say, I love you as a person. You just want to say, my gosh, my gosh, now that I, now that the fog is lifted, I'm looking at you and I'm wondering, how the fuck did I end up with this person? We have, we have no values that align. She or he is just a horrible person. Well, it's because you were fogged over with lust. And again, it might not even be a physical attraction. It could be if you have been alone for a long time, if you haven't had physical touch of another human, you could want that so badly that you don't even realize that this person is nothing that you want, that you would be normally attracted to. And when you become physically satisfied again to, to, for the human touch, the human experience, once your, your soul, your body, your physical self is filled up, you're going to, you know, the fog will lift and you're going to look at them and you're going to say, who the fuck is this? And you're going to start noticing other people who are more likely to be what you're looking for. So everybody gets hurt, right? Everybody gets hurt. Um, if you're lucky, the person on the other side feels the same way and you can have a conversation in part ways, but that's not likely to happen. It's more likely that one of you cares and the other one doesn't. And it's going to be a horrible experience and somebody's going to be terribly hurt. So where is the motivation is what I want to know. Where is the motivation to pursue this sort of a relationship? That's that's what I want to know. Why, why do you guys allow this to continue to happen when I know that this resonates? I know that if you haven't thought about it before, you're thinking about it now and you're wondering, why do I do it? Why do I allow this to happen? And why am I so against having a, a conversation, a conversation that lasts for days, if not a couple of weeks, before I meet someone? There's only one reason. Two, actually. One, you do have a deep desire to know you're not being catfished. And I get that, but you can, you can take care of that without meeting in person and you know it, but you're motivated by the other one, which is a bigger motivation, which is your cock. Your cock wants what it wants and you want to stick your cock in that pussy. Okay. So, so you decide, well, I'm being very, very logical here. I need to meet in person because I need to know she is what she says she is. She is who she says she is. And you cannot convince me that I don't need to meet in person. I do. And this is bullshit. And you're full of shit. And I need to meet her. 
Okay, well, babe, that's your cock talking. That's your cock talking. Because you can FaceTime. You can phone call. You can put a lot of time into vetting that person to make sure they're not catfishing you and have some really good conversation. And I promise you that within a two-week period, you are going to either feel that you need to proceed and meet this person, and you're going to feel very strongly about that, or you're going to have a lot of doubts. You could even, a few days in, say, oh, man, this isn't for me. But I promise you, I promise you that if if you stick your cock in her, it may not go that way. And if you meet her before you have a conversation, you may, you may end up sticking your cock in her, right? You know it's true. It's true. A conversation needs to be had before you meet face-to-face. -face. It just does. It just does. You'll know if you if you want to proceed. And I'm going to also tell you that you need to masturbate when you are meeting somebody. If you if you meet somebody on a dating site or if you meet them out in the real world, you meet them at the library, the bookstore, the gas station, the grocery store, get their phone number and have a conversation. You already know that you're physically attracted. Do not go out with them. Exchange numbers and leave. Leave and then call them and start having a conversation with them and masturbate after those conversations. Don't masturbate during them, guys. <laughs> no matter how sly you think you're being, don't do it. After the conversation, masturbate and get it out so you can continue thinking clear-headed. If you, if you don't, you're going to still want that person real bad and you're going to try to force the conversation to happen faster. And you're still going to ignore the red flags. So, so masturbate. Masturbate a lot. Masturbate as much as you need to while you figure out if this person is somebody that you want to meet. Guys, it's a process. It may sound really weird to you, but it works. And if you think about it logically, and there, therein lies the whole problem, nobody wants to think logically now. They just want instant gratification. And they will put all logic to the side when it has to do with instant gratification. So masturbate and do what I'm telling you. And, and then I'm going to go a step further. Um, go ahead. I always say stop masturbating before a date. I'm going to tell you masturbate a lot before you meet this person. Because I'm also going to ask you not to sleep with them the first time. Just do it. This is what I want you to do. I want you to masturbate all the way up to the point of asking her to meet you for coffee or a drink. And then I want you to take a shower before you go. And I want you to masturbate in the shower and get it out. Okay? And then I want you to go meet her and I want you to, if she really wants to fuck you, that's awesome. But I want you to be a gentleman and I want you to be really sexy. And I want you to tell her how bad you want her. And I want her to have no doubt that you want her. Even if you let her touch your erection, whatever. You let her know in no uncertain terms that you want her. But you want to do this different. You don't want to sleep with her tonight. But trust me when I say, this is you talking. Trust me when I say that I want a second date really quick. Because I want you so bad. 
do it. Do it. And hopefully you both will leave that first date so fucking horned up for each other. And you're going to make another date. And you're going to not masturbate this time. Please, guys, don't masturbate before the second date. Don't masturbate before any date where you want to have sex. I can't believe how many men I talk to that say, oh, I masturbated before the date because I didn't want it prematurely blow my load and then I couldn't keep it up. It's like, oh, and you're surprised? Especially an older guy, anybody over 45. That's like, really, really? This surprised you and you disappointed her. Imagine that. Guys, keep your hands off your cock if you plan on having sex in the next 24 hours. Could you? Please? Resist. If you want some fucking amazing sex, and if this is first time sex with her, don't touch yourself. Now, don't be confused. Do not let me confuse you. Yes, I was just talking about masturbate, masturbate, masturbate. But I made a big distinction between the date where you're going to have sex and the date where you're not going to have sex, right? It's just that simple. If you plan on having sex, don't touch yourself for at least 24 hours. I like to say three days. If you're a big-time masturbator, three days. If you're someone who only masturbates every once in a while, then just just don't. If it's been a week, just don't. Um, what I don't want you to do, and I want you to be really, really self-aware, don't go so long that you end up blowing your load before you date her, before you see her, just because you, you absolutely couldn't control it. Um, I like to think that we all have enough control that, you know, we could stop, but but you could get so fucking out of control horny if you wait too long, right? Um, so don't, don't, don't do that to yourself. Have a little self-awareness and don't do that. But definitely three, four, five days, do that. And um, make that first experience mind-blowing for both of you. Um, now you're probably saying, yeah, but I'll, I'll, I might prematurely ejaculate. I might, um, I might come within two seconds. Um, I hope so. But but there is a key to that as well. Because because you could piss her off if you don't handle that properly. So you're going to handle it right. And that's a whole other podcast that I have done. Um, and if you want to know more and, and you can't find that podcast, let me know. But I'm done with this topic. The topic of not sticking your cock in somewhere before it's time. Before you've done your due diligence to know that this is actually someone that's not going to massively disappoint you, right? Somewhere that you, it doesn't belong. Guys, if you're just looking for a one-night stand, I'm not talking to you. This isn't about you. A one-night stand, you don't need to know a fucking thing about the person other than she has a pussy that you want, <laughs> right? So this isn't about that, all right? I'm talking to you who's looking for a relationship. Um, and... Yes, there is a way uh, to blow your load very quickly and still have the most amazing sex ever. And if you want to know, then go find the podcast. The episode, it says something about uh, coming fast, and that's not a bad thing, right? That is not a bad thing, guys. Coming fast, for me, is one of the most fucking intense, best experiences with a man ever. But it could be also very disappointing. 
go listen to that podcast to find out why. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you listened. I hope you learned something. And I hope that if you have questions, you will contact me. All my contact information is in the description of this podcast. Guys, listen on Spotify. Please subscribe if you want to watch me talk to you. And I will talk to you later. In the meantime, guys, talk, 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 talk. Masturbate, masturbate, masturbate. I'll talk to you later.